Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to The Dead Parental Podcast, a podcast designed to open up the conversation surrounding grief and to ensure young grievers feel less alone. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with young adults from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. The good, the bad and the banter. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Dead Prank Club podcast. I hope more than anything that you are all safe and feeling well today. It is very strange times indeed and that you've all kind of, I don't know, taken some time for yourself over the last three weeks. It's just myself on the podcast today, recording right here in my bedroom. This week I'm going to be talking about why being in isolation is so hard but also can actually be such a blessing for us grievers but also not even grieving people but just general human beings um you know this is something that we've never come across before in our lifetimes and i think it's something that's really important that we speak about and also more than anything to let you guys know that whatever you're feeling like you're not alone in it and i just want to also use this opportunity um to give a huge shout out to everybody that took part in dead parent grief bingo um earlier this week it was quite random and I'm sure none of us have ever played bingo before, kind of about our parents. I mean, obviously you played bingo. Um, but yeah, you all took it really well, which I was happy about. And again, I think it showed all of you that the feelings that you experience, they definitely aren't just individuals to yourself. Um, we've all been there no matter who we've lost. We've all done at least one of those things on that bingo card. Um, so yeah I'm really glad that you all enjoyed that and you all took part I'm super grateful if you have got no idea what I'm talking about here then just head to the Dead Prank Club podcast Instagram account and you'll see a little highlight reel there called Dead Prank with Bingo and it shows everybody's answers from taking part um, and yeah do you want to of your own and tag me in it so I hope you enjoy this week's episode get in touch if you want to have a chat I'm always here thanks everyone don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes if you enjoy the podcast Hey everybody, coming to you from isolation day 24. I mean, who the hell would have thought that this would be happening to us? Seriously, I know that this is all everybody's talking about, blah blah, but it is chaos. It's mental. Um, And I just want to use this opportunity to kind of acknowledge all the different emotions, feelings we're going to be experiencing right now. 
especially those of us that kind of young adult grievers, um, people that have lost somebody very recently, and you know, just to acknowledge other people around us who may be suffering as well, and all the people who will be joining the Deprian Club after this pandemic. It's easy for me to kind of sit in my house in isolation and burn my head in the sand and try and ignore it. But the reality is, is that there are people all over the world right now that are joining this club that none of us ever wanted to be in. And I think as somebody who has experienced the loss of somebody so close to them, we find that so difficult to handle. Like, that knowledge is hard. So, yeah, this podcast is basically going to cover reasons as to why some of you might be finding this isolation period particularly difficult and why some of you actually might be thriving during this period. Or some of you might actually just be a little bit like me and kind of be up and down like a (laughs) yo-yo. I'm literally all over the place. There were like three, four days last week when I was just miserable, like, Honestly, I couldn't even describe it and I don't even know why I felt like that. My boyfriend was just like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you okay? And I just didn't want to speak. And I actually felt a lot like I did after my mum died. Just kind of not feeling in control and feeling like, you know, you should be really happy. Like, kind of within our age group, there's the kind of like presumption that we should be really happy and enjoying our lives and kind of stuff but throughout like the reality that life is not that simple I find quite difficult to process and especially when I've had so many things to look forward to and it's also that thing like really like are you really putting us all through this like this is so frustrating um but as I said before it's so easy to complain when you're at home safe so I also just want to say a huge thank you to anybody if any of our listeners are key workers whether you're in the NHS, whether you're a delivery driver, working in the supermarkets, literally any of you who are currently working and in the public eye, basically, and, you know, constantly putting yourselves at risk and leaving your homes every day to be around so many people, thank you so much for all that you do. I can't imagine how difficult it is. I know that tensions and emotions are really high. Now we see enough kind of on social media about it. Um... But I kind of just hope more than anything this has shown you how important you are to our whole community. And I wish that there were ways that we could all kind of give you individual hugs. (laughs) Definitely not right now, but, you know, just to say thank you. So, yeah, if any of you are listening and this relates to you, heads up to you. Um, I myself have got a few family members who are nurses, in the police, paramedics, teachers. Um, All of you guys are doing amazing things, so... Yeah, I don't want to sound kind of miserable when I'm sat here in my house safe complaining about the situation when you guys are out there. So I think, you know, one of the reasons why I'm probably not finding this period too difficult is also because I'm lucky enough at the moment to still be working from home. Um, I am working full time at the moment and that as well comes with its challenges. Me and my boyfriend are sat literally about a metre apart from each other all day every day, which is intense. We've also done a really good job of not arguing or anything like that, so that's been really good. And obviously I live with my dad as well, so he's just been like pottering around, spending a lot of time in the garden. Um, but yeah, this all comes with its own challenges because it's not normal for us all to be in such close proximity with one another all the time. I mean, 
I know that innately we're kind of made to be around people, but literally in constant connection, like, I don't know if, about if any of you guys kind of get like this, but I really crave my own time. And right now that's really hard to get. But then other than work, obviously we kind of have our daily exercise. So me and Chris might take the dog for a walk on a day. I'm doing some kind of home workouts. I've become that person. And we literally just go to the supermarkets once per week and I'm getting the shopping shopping in for my dad at the moment. So he's not having much kind of human contact with anybody other than myself and Chris, like ever, apart from when he goes out on walks and bike rides with dogs and stuff. Um, so yeah, I think right now for me, it's more about just kind of like keeping those close to me as safe as possible. My life is looking pretty similar to how it did before all of this happened. Like, you know, with working all day, um, doing some kind of podcast stuff, doing some exercise. But it's not that different. I suppose the biggest thing would be that I can't see my family, which is killing me. And kind of that more social side of seeing my friends and stuff. Um, but like that I can live with, you know, we're catching up a lot um, digitally, like a lot of us are at the moment. So I think even though my life is looking pretty similar right now, I know that a lot of your lives have been completely turned upside down by this whether you've had to move out of your home, whether you are at risk yourself, so you have to be really, really careful of where you're going and you can't even kind of leave the house for a walk, um, whether you're living alone, and whether you've lost your job or you've now been furloughed, um, everybody's experiences of this are so, so different and I am more than aware of that. And I actually did a post a few weeks ago asking what people have learned since this kind of self-isolation period started. So after you've listened to this, if you want to add to that, that post is on Instagram and on Facebook. It's not that old. You should be able to find it quite quickly. It just says like, what has self-isolation taught you so far? And so many of you responded to that. And I've got so many responses that I'm actually going to include in this episode from some of the things that I talk about. So I think... One of the reasons why being in isolation is so difficult for us, like kind of young adult grievers, is the paranoia that somebody close to us will pass away. Now, this is something that we've kind of spoke about on Instagram and stuff before, is like that absolute anxiety that we get for those close to us getting ill and dying. And I know a lot of people have now got a thing where, you know, they when they're saying goodbye to somebody, it has to be a proper goodbye, like a hug and a kiss, and you can't just walk out of the door because we know far too well just how fragile life is and I think with the constant stream of like death and sadness coming through the media at the moment and through social media they can just be like really heightening and really bad for anybody that struggles with this kind of death anxiety of not just themselves but also their loved ones um, but somebody replied to this post today which I found actually really quite apt um, and they said, I saw a doctor on Twitter say, in a strange way, having two dead parents is helping me because I don't have to worry about them getting corona, <laughs> which is obviously really kind of dark humour. Um, but there's an element of truth in that. Like, I think, you know, normal everyday people maybe aren't worrying quite so much because they've never experienced that kind of like sheer grief of losing somebody that close to them before. And you don't really think it's a possibility or it's going to happen to you until it happens. So I feel like, you know, she's she's got a good point. Like we've got one less or two less parents to worry about. But we I think we worry about, you know, if you have just lost one parent, you worry about 
the other one probably so much more now because like I always say this to people on the podcast like there's only one left like you've got to protect them at all costs um so I'm sure a lot of us as well you know we're doing food shops for our loved ones and stuff and checking up on them probably more than we would which is great but yeah I kind of hope that being in control of the situation and living with your loved one probably makes it easier to worry less about them and this disease and you know being vulnerable um so for those of you that perhaps aren't living with your loved ones but you're checking in frequently i think don't stress yourself because there's only so much you can do and you know that life isn't in your control but all you can do is know that you know if hopefully they're educated enough to know not to put themselves in kind of unimmediate danger or anything like that um but yeah, I can completely understand why this can be massively triggering for a lot of people right now. Um, one of the reasons why this can be so difficult for us is the grief that we have for other people weighs on our shoulders massively. So like I said before, because we know how painful it is to lose somebody so close to us, hearing that other people from all over the world are experiencing that right now, also on another level where they may not be able to go and see them and say bye to them um they may not have seen them in a good number of days since they were admitted to the hospital and you know that fear of them being just just another number and just another statistic and not being recognized for the actual person that they are i think that weighs heavy on our shoulders and i've spoken with quite a few people in this kind of grief community that are really really struggling with that right now and actually read a book the other day the book was called the art of kindness and it kind of touched on this a little bit with regards to not allowing ourselves to feel in a kind of joy because we're obsessing or bringing ourselves down thinking over these other people and how we can help them so this is a page from that book while loving thoughts and prayers may not seem like enough to turn the tide they are in fact profound energetic actions that inspire change and they are available to each one of us in every moment while it is natural to feel undeserving or challenged in the face of our privilege and others' pain, diminishing our joy serves nobody. Being sad because others are sad compounds our collective pain. Our compassion allows us to feel as human beings, empathising deeply with one another. Yet, when we are kind to ourselves, we see that we needn't suffer in order to acknowledge and be actively compassionate towards others who are suffering. On the contrary, we are called to live full, rich lives in loving service of ourselves, others and our earth. We are all connected, all people in all places. We are each made of the same cosmic matter. A poet and scholar Rumi reminds us, the entire universe is inside us all. We are made up of the past, present and future, and all of the secrets and mysteries of the universe. We lead different lives in vastly different worlds, and we make different choices for different reasons, yet we all share the same innate humanness, our need to be loved. When we actively commit to kindness in our immediate circles, we become part of a peaceful and loving solution on a larger scale. We choose empowerment in the face of suffering. By being kind in daily life, we grow compassion within and around us. We take personal responsibility for our energetic imprint in this world. If one of us were to be compassionate for our own and each other's circumstances, the world as we know it would radically transform. We need to see our value as individuals making positive change. We must hold tight, living and projecting kindness each day, and knowing that each and every one of us matters. We must never forget our call to love, nor underestimate how profoundly we can change the world. Now, I think out of that whole kind of page, what kind of speaks to me there is the fact that us 
feeling that intense sadness for all of those people that are suffering, it's not going to directly help them. However, what we can do instead is that we can treat all of those people that are close to us around us and around us and ourselves with so much kindness that, you know, hopefully it's kind of like a butterfly effect. And the more people we are kind to, hopefully they will see that kindness in you and they will pass it on. And I think that is the one thing that we can actively do right now to help everybody that's around us and could be suffering. The reason why, like, you really shouldn't be beating yourself up about perhaps not feeling yourself right now, that, you know, genetically, we are not meant to be by ourselves. And particularly those of you that are living on your own right now, it is not good for our mental well-being to be alone. Literally since the beginning of time, we've been around people. And we kind of crave that human connection, you know, that hugging, that touching, and just that other person with us. Whether it's because kind of innately having other people around us makes us feel safe. You know, you've got a bigger pack. If anything comes your way that could be threatening, then there's more people to protect you. And um, there are so many reasons, but it's literally ingrained in us to not be by ourselves. And I think particularly if you're living alone right now, it can be a real struggle to not have that physical connection with people. And I'm sure you're all doing it already, but it's just kind of that digital contact is all that a lot of us have right now. And I think more than anything, it'll just mean that once all of this is over, we're probably going to end up just hugging each other just a little bit tighter than we would have done before and really appreciating that time spent together. You know, we do this a lot with grief and with loss. We say that such huge tragedies and sadness can actually transform themselves into positives and that's something that here in the De Parent Club I really try and encourage people to do like for saying that you know from us experiencing that we're now superheroes in the grief world and we're able to support other people that are going to experience what we have experienced and I think this is another one of those opportunities that we have when all of this is over we can love each other a little stronger and hug each other a little bit tighter and you know I'm really hoping that some of the positive changes and feelings that people might have from this experience will actually continue and have some serious longevity. Um. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One of the people even said when I put that post out about what it's taught them about themselves, the self-isolation. They said, I'm a massive hugger slash touchy person. I love human contact and I miss it loads. And I bet so many of us right now are in that same situation. I mean, I am myself, I'm a massive touchy person and I'm really excited to just see all my friends and give them like huge cuddles and my family and my nephews and my cousins and my godsons and literally just everyone. I'm so excited to see them. One of the other things I think that's really difficult for us, but is also a positive 
the fact that this period of isolation may be forcing us to face our feelings and our emotions head on and particularly if you're not working right now then there is a lot of free time in your day and free time is scary I know that after my mum died I literally wanted to be busy all the time and for my brain to be active because as soon as I stop I let myself feel then that's when I let myself acknowledge the fact that my mum is dead and she's not coming back and even to this day like I kind of avoid sitting alone in a room and just acknowledging that fact because it just yeah you know it gets me really upset and I know that it's a huge trigger for me and I know that a lot of people are kind of in the same boat where just being alone and having time to think can be really difficult and a few people replied to kind of you replied to the post and acknowledged this and they have said taught me that I was being too brave about losing my dad it's a big deal and that's okay another person said it's given me time to think about my parent and to look at photos the one said grieving in isolation has allowed me to stop and not feel rushed through my grief you can't hide from yourself forever when my mum passed away last year I wanted life to slow down saying busy is better huge kind of mixture of responses there from people that are saying that this time has allowed them to just stop and acknowledge their grief and feel it and take time to kind of nurture that grief whereas other people are saying you know after they died I wanted life to slow down I wanted everything to stop and now I know that staying busy is better and I think that just goes to show how a lot of us deal with grief in different ways I probably know that spending more time by myself and acknowledging my grief is good for me but it just scares me and a lot of people are in the same boat as well so a lot kind of what I've mentioned before is that kind of wanting to be busy all the time to distract yourself it's another one of the things where a lot of us people that are grieving we rely on our routines I did massively in the years after my mum's after my mum died I literally planned each day to a tea I knew like how it would begin how it would end I knew what I had to accomplish that day and I would want to avoid any surprises and to this day like I do not cope well with change like if I've got an idea in my head of how my day is going to pan out I like it when something pops up and kind of changes its direction or even just something as simple as my boyfriend and I went on a walk last night and as I was walking I had an idea in my head of where we were going what route we were taking and he was like oh why don't we walk down here and go this way and it was fine but I was like oh like for some reason I just don't like that <laughs> With change, kind of gradual change is, is fine, um, but change that I have no control over happens suddenly not so fine. I think that may have been one of the reasons why I was so up and down over the last couple of weeks is that I'm just not liking not having any of this control. And a few of you agreed with that. Um, somebody said, I find happiness in understanding to help me feel more in control. Somebody else said, it has reminded me how actually powerless and fragile mankind is and it's made me more scared. And yeah, I can honestly resonate with that. It has reminded us of just how fragile mankind is and how things can change so quickly. I mean, it was literally overnight that we went from having all of our freedom to then it being just stripped from us and we are no longer able to see our friends and our family and they may have been the people that helped us along in our grief journey the most and now that comfort and that support network has just been stripped from us overnight and all of the positive things that you look forward to in life I am really guilty of counting down the days to the next great thing that I can enjoy like holidays birthdays and things like that and now 
I don't even know if they're going to happen. Some of them obviously haven't and I've already booked in June. I'm like, is that even going to happen? And it's not necessarily the holiday that's kind of stressing me out, but it's the unknown. Like, I don't know what life's going to look like. And it was really similar to after my mum died, I didn't know what the next steps of my life were going to look like. And now I can't picture them. That's why this whole thing feels so much like grief because we just can't picture it. And it also feels so much like anticipatory grief because, you know, it's like knowing that something bad's happening and not being able to control it. And, you know, totally understandable why so many of us are feeling like we're in a kind of whirlwind of emotions that we just can't control. Um, so I know that I've spoken quite a bit there about some of the ways that this whole experience can be bad for us as grieving people and just as young adults in general. There are actually a few good things that come from this as well and so many of you responded with some really positive things that I would like to finish this little mini episode talking on because I believe in positivity in general and it's so easy to get caught up on the negatives in life particularly when it's about grief and death and it has just got such negative connotations understandably but in situations like this where we can have some control over over our own happiness I think it's great to focus on the positives and more than anything I want you guys to remember that this isn't forever and I'm looking forward to the day I can kind of record a podcast with somebody and we won't begin by speaking about current events and kind of what's happening um so I'm going to talk through some of these with you somebody put it's nice to discover new things and that in itself encompasses so many things and I think more than anything it's given people a chance to get to know themselves more and to discover what makes them happy and to be like you know what before I was spending too much time doing that or I was giving that too much of my energy when actually I prefer doing this somebody here has put the importance of family time over work I won't be going back to 60 hour weeks I mean if anything you know if, if everybody in her family is safe and well and he- healthy after all of this and she's protected herself and them why shouldn't that be a positive thing that comes out of this whole experience? Why should we only remember the negatives? If, if anything, that that there could change her life. Like, if this hadn't have happened, she might have continued to spend her whole life doing 60-hour weeks and never have made time for her family. And we more than anybody now know that family means everything. Like, they are the most important people. So, I mean, that could literally have changed somebody's life right there. Somebody has put, people are different. Some will utilise this time to the max. I just want to read and relax. Hell, yes. I mean, we've all seen it all over the gram. The people that are baking banana breads and they're doing workouts every day and they look like they're living a really positive lifestyle. I mean, I'm probably one of those people. (laughs) My my boyfriend is a really good baker, so he's been baking cakes and banana breads. Guilty. Um... And I've been keeping up with my workouts, but I avoid trend- I avoid posting things like that too much on social media just because I know how it makes other people feel. Um, and there are some days when I literally just don't want to move and I want to stay in my pyjamas all day. <laughs> Obviously, I've kind of got the added bonus of work, so that makes me get up. I don't know what my life would look like right now if I wasn't working. Um, obviously, I've got the podcast to keep me busy, but yeah, I don't know whether I would end up being that person that just wants to sit and eat and watch Netflix and read all day. Or if I'd be that person that like does mad workouts and stuff, I've got no idea. <laughs> um, somebody else reiterated that and they put, literally doing nothing but watching telly is fine. You don't have to be productive all the time. Hell yes, like you wouldn't be productive all the time in normal everyday life. So why do you feel the pressure to do it now? I mean, 
one little tip that I would suggest is maybe every morning when you wake up, write down three things that you want to achieve that day and they don't have to be massive. They can be like, make myself a nutritious meal, go out for a 10 minute walk, make my bed, like just three small things. And if you can end that day and tick them off, it just makes you feel a little bit better, but don't put too much pressure on yourself. Don't be like, I'm going to do all of my coursework in one day because that's just not gonna happen. We all know it. (laughs) Somebody put, I don't miss the people I used to spend time with. And I think that again is another life changer. You know, if there are people around you that you don't actually miss and you take precious time out of your life to hang out with them, now you know that you don't need to feel pressured to do that. I mean, imagine all that time that you could use on yourself or on spending it with people that are important to you. I've learned to do what makes me feel safe and at peace, even if it's not logical or convenient for others. Another self-care wonder, um, similar to what I said at the start, you know, we're learning more about ourselves and that's amazing. Um, that I give too much attention to materialistic things when all I really want is my family, a home and health. And I think that's all any of us want right now is just to know that our family is safe and well and hopefully this has taught so many people that those are the only important things and if we do have those additional materialistic things then maybe it will teach us to look after them even more. Like somebody said that you know just being able to go to the shop, the co-op is you know it'll feel like such freedom when we're out of this and being able to do that. Um, Somebody else has put less is more and we really don't need a lot and that's so true like how many of us have saved money this month on not going out for unnecessary meals out and just buying stuff that we don't need i know a few people have been buying kind of impulse buys because you've got this money in your account and what to do with it um actually like for me for selfish reasons this has been really good for me because i've actually been able to save some money to pay off some of the bills i'm going to have before moving into my apartment so that'd be amazing um i love this one i've learned that i should always appreciate grocery store workers not just in a pandemic which is so true i mean why do we kind of not just say thank you to people for putting our shopping through the tills? Like it's so simple and that's their lives. So why can't we just make their lives a little bit happier with a smile? Um, somebody's put, I'm enjoying not having the social pressures to go out and see friends, preach it. That's one of the things that I enjoyed actually straight away as soon as this happened. It's kind of just like not having to make those choices anymore and where I was going to be going, who I was going to be seeing, what I'm going to be eating for my dinner when I go and spend this money when I go to this restaurant. It just feels great. Um, That we can reduce our carbon footprint by making less unessential trips in our cars and working from home more, which is also so valid. We've seen it across the whole world, um, kind of carbon emissions that have been reduced so much from less people out and about, which just shows us that, you know, we don't need to go out in our cars so much. We can actually make a life for us at home. Um, And we don't need to go out to that meal to watch that film when we can do things at home with our families and somebody else said that we can still find a connection which is amazing you know so many of us are nurturing our friendships and our relationships digitally now whether that be on facetime and texting and things like that and we're so blessed to actually have that at our fingertips just one thing that i will say is that you know sometimes having a digital detox can be really kind of therapeutic <laughs> and if you're finding all of these productive people on Instagram and on Facebook really annoying, then just remove yourself from social media for a few days and you'll feel amazing. And don't watch the news too much either because it's gross. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just kind of hope that all of these things that people have said have shown you that the things that you're experiencing, you're not experiencing them on your own. And a lot of these things I think we can all resonate with, especially with like 
how being in isolation right now can be really helping you through your grief it might be really de- debilitating for you um, and just kind of not feeling that added pressure to be really productive all the time but to just sit and you know this is probably the only time in our lives that we won't have those social pressures and we won't feel guilty for not seeing those people or feel like we have to do something because it's the weekend I think we'd really need to just take a second breathe and just acknowledge that what is going around us we cannot control there will be so many beautiful and positive things that come out of this at the end thank you so much everybody for listening um i hope that you've enjoyed it and yeah if you do want to add to that list of things that you have learned since being in isolation just head to instagram or facebook and you'll find the post and you can reply to it there um, i want to get as many of these together as possible i think it would just be amazing for us all to see everything that we have all learned since this whole situation and again please look after yourselves and if you do enjoy listening to the podcast please head to um, itunes and drop it a review and um, that will literally help me out so much to reach more people thank you everybody and stay safe thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the dead prank club podcast i so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort in the stories that you've heard here today as always, I would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come onto the show are healthcare professionals. Therefore, if you do find yourself struggling with your grief, I highly recommend that you seek out professional help, whether that be from your GP or from the numerous charities out there that are available to you. Please also remember that you can reach out to us at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, on Facebook at The Dead Parent Club, and you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available at www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well if coming onto a podcast isn't your thing. Thank you so much once again for listening and we'll see you next week. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.